All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Uni Sharks. I'm joined here once again by my co hosts. Hi. Hi. <laughs> you do this every time. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm the only one who, does, who just leads in with. Yeah. All right. So first order of business, of course, is meme of the week. So we found found one just a few minutes ago that had me rolling. Oh, man, it's like this guy's roommate posted a missing persons photo of him, a whole poster. So it says something like, well, this is our roommate, Chad. He's been missing for 12 hours. We think the prime suspect is his girlfriend. He may be wearing the leash she gave him. <laughs> All this stuff. The reward is like a dollar fifty and a bag of chips. <laughs> oh, so great. It's such a bro moment. I'm so proud of the scene. It really is. It's like it's heartwarming almost. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well post a link to an image of that. So yeah, pretty short, simple, sweet, super funny. I feel like uh, they could have offered at least a little bit more, but I think that's part of the joke as well. <laughs> yeah. I would have offered bag of chips. But it just depends how big the bag of chips are. If it's like a Costco bag, then yeah, it's pretty good. I take it. Oh, oh yeah, that's like how much are those? Ten bucks? Five bucks? Like five bucks, but it's like they're actually like bags are actually full. They're not like half empty. It's really nice. Oh, none of that. Air B. Right. <laughs> I've always hated that. Like, we put air into the bags now so that the chips stay more intact. And, like, I don't care. I don't care if they're in crumbs. Crap it in. Right. It's all going in the same chips, place, right? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, if one of. Let's say if I went missing, how much would you guys pay for me? <laughs> well, who has you? Uh, let's say, let's say some girl fell madly in love with me and decided to. Bastilia. Yeah. Well, I probably just not. Okay, I'm trying to word this. Oh, that sounds bad too. Well, like <laughs> kind of like roofie some brownies. What? Yeah, just yeah, just put some knockout drugs and some brownies and just leave it at her door. She'll just eat them. Yeah. Oh, Easy. <laughs> Come in, take you out. I should probably give them to Kyle. Kyle would eat it. Well, no, that, that's why. <laughs> well, we'd probably share it is what I think would happen. So we're both like semi-conscious since we've both taken like half of the drugs. But either way, we're like easy prey by that point. <laughs> I'm actually kind of touched yeah, that pay. instead of. Uh, I'm actually kind of touched that instead of paying for me, you would actually rather mount a rescue operation. No. Well, it'd probably be cheaper. Yeah, true. Well, I, I'll, I haven't bought roofies before. I can't <laughs> say the yeah, price and all that. And second thought, that might be more expensive than the Costco bag. Yeah. But I feel like it'd be easier because those guys are like asking for a reward from back, but they're not putting the factors that they might have to fight the girlfriend that has them. 
<laughs> and so it's, I don't know how how worth that would be. I think it depends on how much she has in her purse. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, if she's got like one of those Nokia bricks in there, then forget it. <laughs> uh. All right, so moving on. I think I'll introduce my topic for discussion for this week. And this week I wanted to talk about something I like to think about a lot. It's just a fun thing to talk about. It's like, what makes a good villain? And what inspired that for this week was Cruella came out, I think, a week ago. And it's not looking good. Like, I was excited for it because of the trailer, but just the more I learn about it, the more I'm like, this is the most nonsensical thing I've ever heard of. And, you know, it's actually become almost a joke by this point of just how nonsensical it is. And it's actually kind of reignited the debate of what makes a good villain. You know, there, my sister even showed me a meme of, like, someone typed out how they would make Gaston a sympathetic villain. They're like, Gaston enters in from stage left. Oh, no one reads like Gaston. And then he discovers his mom is being crushed by a bookcase. He tries to lift it off of her, but he's too weak. And she says, if only you were the size of a barge, Gaston. Cue to Gaston screaming and cut to black. And that's his whole motivation for hating books and wanting to get strong. Huh, interesting. <laughs> Generally, yeah, it's like, yeah. So um, in this particular case, and there are spoilers for the movie, but since it's a pretty bad movie by all accounts, I don't feel that bad about it. <laughs> so apparently what happens is Corella's main motivation for seeking revenge is that the villainess, the evil, the baroness, I think is what she's called. She has her trio of Dalmatians run up and drop kick Corella's mom off a cliff because she asked her for money. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I can't believe it's yeah. a real thing. Yeah. I was like, wait, that can't... Well, I just heard, oh, like she gets knocked off a, cr- a cliff by Dalmatians. I'm like, oh, that sounds stupid. And then I watched a video, a pitch meeting on it, and they're like, well, wouldn't the Dalmatian go over with her? No, it knows how to drop kick her. <laughs> Even show it. Like jumping, bouncing off of her chest and landing back on the cliff edge. It's just dumb. I can't believe that made it into the actual like movie. <laughs> that sounds like some like something a couple of college students would just come up as a joke. I know, right? Yeah, and, like, that, that sounds kind of like a, like a anime with someone that could turn into a dog, than just like a dog by itself. Yeah. It almost sounds like just the beginning of a half crime, half comedy anime or something. <laughs> right. So, but like, I actually read a little bit. There was an interview with one of the writers who apparently also helped write Raya, which, not to be mean, but that kind of explains a few things. <laughs> and um, he was saying, well, you know, we knew we had to have a death, but. The Disney executives didn't want her to get torn apart by the dogs. We were like, well, we got to have the mom get killed off somehow. So <laughs> I'm reading it thinking, oh, so your solution was drop kicking Dalmatians? <laughs> no, they, they easily could have had like, the dogs corner her instead. 
and then there's like the evil lady or something just pushes her off instead. Yeah, so that would have Im- yeah. yeah, immediately within seconds, Hammerhead figured out a better way to carry out that scene than they did. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so it's like if you did want to go with like, oh the dog's mauled, there's what is to do it that would let you keep it PG. I mean, one of the James Bond films, the bad guy sets his hunting dogs on his assistant because she betrayed him, but they don't show anything. They just show the dog jumping on her and then they cut away. Yeah. But I mean, uh, going back to the main topic, sorry, it's just so fun to make fun of that. Um, Lately, you know, especially with the Avengers games, especially with Endgame and what a great villain Thanos was. It kind of had me thinking about what makes a good villain versus, like, the difference between a scary villain and a sympathetic villain. And someone brought up, it's kind of the difference between Zuko from Avatar The Last Airbender and Frollo from The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Like, Zuko's a great villain because you understand where he's coming from. You know, you understand his motivation and you actually kind of feel for him. And eventually they turn that sympathy for him into like a full-blown redemption arc that works really well. Because by that point, we're already kind of rooting for him. But uh, on the flip side, there's Frollo, who's this you know, pure evil. You understand his motivations, but they're not sympathetic in any way at all. He's just full of himself. Kind of a, well, kind of a creep, really. So, but he's still fun to watch because he's scary. You know, he's a scary villain. So I think, like, it's okay to have a villain that's not sympathetic, who's just pure evil. So they, don't need, they don't all have to have sympathy. Having a sympathetic villain does not equal a complex or interesting villain. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think it's kind of annoying how a lot of... It's a trend to have a lot of sympathetic villains. I guess it's kind of like a trendy thing, or it's like the new hip thing to do. But yeah, but I was actually watching a video of this YouTube channel called Trope Talks. I'm not sure if you heard of them, but this lady does like a lot of good um videos talking about like random tropes and fiction. She talked about like pure evil, and she, one thing oh, she that, mentioned about like or what is that overly sarcastic productions? Yes, yeah, that's what the channel is called actually. Yeah, the the video series is called Trope Talks. My bad. Oh yeah, I love that channel. I usually watch yeah, right. their mythological stuff. <laughs> Good yeah, they have a lot of fun, fun stuff. But as you were saying. But yeah, like, just talking about how, like, sympathetic villains have their place, but also the reason why a lot of people like pure evil villains is because they're charismatic and they're very, like, confident in themselves. And the, yeah. and the, the thing that pe- the audience likes to see is, like, seeing them get unraveled. Like, for example, my favorite Disney villain, I think, is Hades. I think it's because, like, he's just really hilarious to watch, like, lose his crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's just when fun, like, temper tantrums. Yeah, like, it's just, like, really fun watching him just, like, <laughs> just lose it. And it's, like, <laughs> he's such a charismatic dude, really, like, full of himself. So it's really fun seeing him just, like, lose it and just, like, get really frustrated with what's going on, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a problem with like some. I think that's a problem with sympathetic villains sometimes, is because they make you like it's not as enjoyable to watch them fall apart, I guess, or watch them get beaten. Because like pure pure evil villains are really satisfying to watch them get like brought down. Yeah, no, it really is. 
I feel like in its own way, uh, you know, like you're saying that what's that's what makes it fun to watch them. So I guess like another example I can think of would be Emperor Palpatine. You know, Vader is kind of a sympathetic villain. You know, he did all that stuff trying to save his wife. It all blew up in his face. So now he's just angry at everything. But Palpatine's just fun to watch because he's just super powerful and super evil and does give a crap. <laughs> yeah. And justify the means. So that's what makes him fun to fight. Well, fun to watch everywhere he goes. Mm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> For me, it's a kind of a little mix. Like, when I look at a villain, I kind of want to look at what their goals are first. Um, but not necessarily if they have good goals for a villain, for example, that doesn't mean that they're going to be a good character. It's kind of how those characters act out or with those goals. Um, I thought of Hades as well, actually. That was one of the <laughs> first things. Uh, you know, he has goals and he, he does it in a certain way that it, it is enjoyable, uh, even though, you know, he is going against the good guy. And then. I mean, I, I, I can't think of really one on top of my head other than kind of like Thanos. Like, you know what his goal is, and then you're seeing all the process of what he's doing and of how he's accomplishing it, and he's, he does it mostly in a good job. Um, I mean, people don't care for the movies, but I think they built him up well enough that, like, he he knows and understands his goal and actually is able to do it other than I guess like the Corella villain she's going to use dogs to ninja dogs apparently to yeah. complete her goals yeah and I mean talking about Thanos part of what makes him interesting is this that he has a good goal it's just he takes an ends justify the means approach to it and that ends up being really horrific yeah definitely i think, I think um yeah. the, i think the reason why a lot of people are going for sympathetic villains is because um poorly written pure evil villains is like they don't really give them a good enough motivation like sometimes there's like oh let's just make them bad for the sake of being bad but like yeah they can still like be bad you can still like understand their motives, but you still can't agree with it. Like for example, Frollo, like he isn't just being bad for the sake of being bad. He actually he's just doing it because he has desires and he wants to. Yeah, he has desires like a regular person, you know, and all that, rather than like oh, let's just do it for money and power type of thing, you know. Yeah, like at first he thinks he's doing God's work, and then it becomes oh, I met this amazing girl, and I just gotta have her kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. obsession really. Yeah. Oh, so my my question going off that, so would you count like the alien to be a villain, or would that just be more of a just an antagonist? Oh, good point. Xenomorph. Yeah, because I mean they're just following their nature, and so I don't know if they would count as villains per se, but more just antagonistic creatures toward the cast. Yeah, I'd probably say that too, because mm -hmm. I mean, put yourself in the alien's shoe, like you just get born, you're, you're born, and then all of a sudden the first thing you see is a bunch of aliens trying to kill you. So yeah. You fight back, you know? Yeah, and... why, did, why didn't they just like feed it? 
<laughs> pet it, put it in a kennel. <laughs> what would you do, dude? It could have just rehabilitated it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, no. That would be kind of a fun, fun comic. <laughs> yeah. uh, good fanfic. Yeah. Oh, gosh. They're going to come out with a movie on that now. <laughs> Sympathetic xenomorphs. They're just misunderstood creatures. No, actually, I uh, theory, though about the xenomorphs because like they all have like genetic memories, so they all remember everything they had in the past. And apparently, in Alien Covenant, the very first xenomorph is like attacked by some humans. So, oh, like, really? Then it has like a grudge against people because its very first memory that's carried down to every single xenomorph is like humans trying to kill it. Huh. That makes sense. It's kind of like crows. They well, they remember people that are mean to them. No, oh, yeah. So there's a story about a dog, like stray dog that got kicked by a guy. So it came back later with a small, like all of its buddies, and chewed up his car. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that actually happened. Yeah, there's actual footage of it. Um, yeah, I think going off what you're saying, I think it would count more as an antagonist because if I remember right, an antagonist is more just something that opposes the protagonist. It's not necessarily something straight out evil, just an obstacle. So like you were saying, the xenomorphs aren't evil, they just have instincts. Yeah. And, you know, possibly a genetic grudge. <laughs> have you guys ever stayed about in the life? Stayed in the what? The, 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 the movie Life? No. Oh, oh, heard about it. Yeah, I started watching it, it's kind of funny because so the, the premise of the movie is that they find this alien ex- organism on Mars and they're studying it. And like everything's going really well with the alien, like, but then the scientists decide to zap it. So as soon as they zapped it, it just goes crazy and starts killing everybody. <laughs> so people are like, I feel for the alien. Cause like, imagine like being woken up from a deep coma. And like the first thing you feel is like some aliens poking you and like zapping you. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it feels like, it's throwing, like a, Temper tantrum for being woken up. Yeah, it goes from uh, it was some like curiosity and how do you do to let's do those mother efforts and like doesn't it like jump down someone's throat and dissolve their insides or something? I don't know. I haven't gone that far yet. I just watched a video talking about it. What oh, movie shoot. is it? Sorry, life. Life. Yeah. Not like the life cereal or lifesavers. <laughs> yeah, it's called life. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> bro, <laughs> why didn't uh, we watch it when we lived together? I know, right? I kind of forgot it was a thing. I saw trailers for it and I kind of forgot about it. Well, I, I just read some reviews saying it was kind of meh, so I just didn't think about it after that. Yeah, so it could have been fun to watch for the three of us. Has Ryan Reynolds in it and Jake <laughs> Gillenhall. Yeah, I'm really surprised this movie like flew under my radar. Like I'm looking at it now, and I'm like, "Dang, this is like my sh- my shiz," you know? <laughs> like I love like my shit. <laughs> so why did I watch this? <laughs> but yeah, on um, on oh, you've watched the thing with us, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I was watching a video about that lately. That's another interesting thing because they're talking about its motivation, whether it's instinctual or whether you know it has some higher reason for 
acting the way it does. Apparently, someone wrote a short story from the perspective. So, and it's not canon, but it's very, I guess, highly regarded in fandom. Oh, really? Is it like a fanfic? or? Yeah, and I've actually read it, and it is very good. Like, it's fantastic. And just the way it explains it, of course, you know, it's non-canon, but the way it explains it is the thing sees itself as, like, a missionary and a soldier and... I guess kind of like a galvanizer of life. When it comes to Earth, it sees humans and it's like, oh, look at them. They're just trapped in these stiff, finite forms, but I can free them, sort of thing. Huh. So and each time it absorbs somebody, it talks about it. I think it calls it a taking its Sabbath or something like that. So it's almost like a religious devotion. Like it thinks this is its purpose in life is to join everything under one banner, you know, Kind of like the flood, I guess, from Halo. You know, there can't be any conflict if everybody's on the same side. <laughs> That's true. I think you have to check it out. Yeah. Now, if you look up the thing, like the wiki, then you should be able to find a link. Mm, nice. So, but uh, moving on, I think Lemon had a topic for us. I think that's what you're about oh, to yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so this last couple of weeks, I've been uh, I've discovered this new YouTuber called Mr. Ballin. He's a return or not return. He's a retired Marine. I almost said return missionary, but he's a retired Marine, and he's now started a career of telling scary stories on the internet. Really cool stuff. You should check him out. But anyways, I was really curious because like he's talking about a lot of true crime and like true stories. And it's kind of crazy how much how sometimes truth could be stranger than fiction. And I was also thinking about how, or noticed this new like trend where true crime is like gotten really popular, especially like among women. Like it seems like whenever I get into true crime, it seems like a lot of women are really into it. Or like the ones talking about it. And I was thinking it's really interesting and see what you guys' thoughts are on about that. I'm kind of curious about it too. I mean, uh, you both remember when we watched Ted Lasso, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like it's kind of, it's sort of subtly brought up in that because when I forget his name, but the angry soccer player is getting his calves massaged <laughs> and his soon to be girlfriend shows up, she's like, Oh, uh, did you want to wait so we can talk in private? And he says, Oh no, don't worry about her. She's just listening to true crime broadcasts and you hear her saying, Oh my goodness, so young in the background. <laughs> all this stuff uh, but that's an interesting story I mean I have four older sisters so I wish I could say I knew why that is because I even see that in them like my one of my sisters absolutely loves Criminal Minds you know, I think she watched the entire series on Netflix well that might have to do with the fact that she's going and well she's training to become a cop but yeah I don't know it's interesting though why is it mostly women? I've heard um, I've heard one lady, I think it was the Trash Taste podcast, um, the anime man's girlfriend, I can't remember her name, but she's really into it. And like her explanation was like, it's so that women can be prepared for like when they meet up with creeps or like know how to like. Um, oh, no. You know what I mean? Type of thing. It's like, because like women are 
like of course men are targeted too and like a lot of these true crime stuff but like women are like prime, prime or targets for like serial killers and all that so i feel like women yeah. might be into it because yeah. they want to like know what to avoid i guess yeah that's really sad though like it's rooted in parent like you know paranoia that's really sad yeah i feel kind of bad for them <laughs> yeah, well, right. i don't know it that, that probably is true for a good amount of them. But I always end up seeing them, depending on what one they're watching or something, but they always find like the murderer like attractive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, it's... It's totally weird. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, think, I think they also just like to be a murderer themselves. I mean that kind of thing where you like look at someone and just innocently think, "I wonder how I wonder how I would murder them and get away with it," kind of thing. Yeah, it's just kind of built into women. No, no, I'm joking. Um, creatures. I mean, to be honest, some of them that I do know that watch it, they I I can see them kind of going down that route. Um. (laughs) That will, well, I'm not going to mention names because they will target me. But <laughs> I don't know. I think it's also that, yeah, it's just that curiosity. Um, I'm not into murderers, but okay, this is going to sound really weird. But I'm into bodies. And <laughs> you're into what? <laughs> bodies. Bodies. Yeah, body. yeah. And so, like, seeing no possible way to make that sound natural, <laughs> but like, okay. I, I'm okay. interested Sorry. in like the injuries and stuff like that. Um, okay, yeah, because I have, I have worked in a setting with people with injuries, but it's usually from after surgeries or it was an injury that they went to get checked out and then they just going through the process of keeping it clean. Yeah. And so, so like oh. uh-huh. oh so for you it's more of kind of like a clinical medical sort of interest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's like I've seen people's bones and um not like dead people's bones. Okay, I have seen dead people's bones. But like I've seen bones of people that are alive. Mm-hmm. And it's just very interesting. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely more of a clinical perspective. I'm not, I'm not a murderer. I'm not into, uh, what is it called? The necro... Necrophilia? Yeah, yeah, thank you. I'm not into it. Thank you. Oh, did they let you into the surgery ward? Was that... No, no. So, on our campus, we had... Yeah, yeah, we had cadavers. Um, but in the first clinic I was at, I um, observed, I did help one or twi- uh, two of them, patients of people that were getting their wounds cleaned and taken care of so that they healed properly. Oh. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't have any fetish or anything with that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's not my fair. Sorry, go ahead. 
another thought I just had is like, I wonder if like women are just more into like psychology or like understanding like, yeah, the psychology behind people. So I wonder if that's another reason why women tend to be more interested because they're interested in the psychology behind criminals and all that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would, I would definitely say that as well. Uh, yeah. But, oh yeah. Sorry. Go on. Oh, I was, gonna, I was just going to say, yeah, I think we can all agree. Maybe even been proven that women just in general are more predisposed to be sympathetic. Like they're just more naturally empathetic than men are for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely true. But, um, for both male and female viewers of those type of shows, um, I would definitely say everyone does have an interest of how they figure it out. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, just like with any crime shows, it's like, how do the good guys catch the bad guy? This is a weird, crazy case. How are they going to do it? I think you can, it's interesting, at least, to see their process. Yeah, the mystery of it. Yeah, until you get into like the shows where they find the murderer's reflection on the nail in the license plate, and then they just zoom in and has perfect resolution. And like, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something goes back to how um, or truth is sometimes stranger than fiction. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Anyways, um, that's my topic. Um, we could go over to you, Hammerhead, and see if you have a what topic you have for us today. So I don't know. It, I guess it's more lighthearted than what you guys are talking about, <laughs> or it could be a lot weirder than what you guys are talking about. So Mako here, he apparently did not know about this. That you're the one that's busy out of all of us. Um, so Samsung put out oh goodness well actually I don't know if it was Samsung themselves but at least either them or someone else got un not unlicensed but not to the public knowledge pictures of a virtual assistant that was going to be for Samsung and everyone just calls it Sam um okay and they kind of made her like anime waifu-ish looking. <laughs> and Twitter and just the internet just went crazy. <laughs> oh, I bet. So, so you, you two know about Lady Dimitriscu, right? The Resident oh, yeah. Evil lady, right? Yeah. Like people have already dropped her when they put out Sam. It's like they totally switched. <laughs> that's the way it works yeah yeah and it's just crazy because oh goodness there's been so many videos and memes about artists uh drawing her um scantily i guess you could say um <laughs> people like obsessing over her there's already like a a twitter account for her not run by samsung but by just random people of course. And I give it about like two more weeks, unless Samsung actually replies before it dies out. But yeah, it's kind of going crazy. Any questions? <laughs> so then this I bet is Samsung planned on purpose. 
I bet. Yeah, honestly, I don't. They might have. Samsung might have done it on purpose. I mean, there's been articles of people saying it was fake or not fake. Uh, something Fine. that they threw out that they weren't actually going to use. Oh. Hmm. But that would be really disappointing. Yeah. Oh, this was recent then. Yeah, yeah, about like two and a half weeks ago or two weeks ago. Oh. Okay, yeah, when you first mentioned it to me, I was assuming it was like something from a few years ago, like Taybot. Um, so I don't know how old the files are. Like, did they actually just, just make her and then it just got leaked out? Or was it something that was in plan in 2020? I don't know. But another fun thing is uh, people weren't sure of her uh, her gender. Yeah, her gender. <laughs> or which genitalia she had. Because um, there's also a screenshot of someone saying uh, the virtual assistant and his. And people are like, oh no. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, looking at the about it. I'll just hear the name about it. But? I'm looking at I the... don't know much about it, but I know that um, there's a bunch of memes about it. And I really like the memes where it's like she's reacting to like people saying or reacting to like the real 34 of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I love when they do stuff like that. Like Oh, like reactions of the characters. I think about a week or two ago, they actually, IGN had the voice actress for Lady Dimitrescu. Oh, really? Yeah, they had her read through comments from people about Lady Dimitrescu. Oh, (laughs) no. no. Oh, that poor lady. she (laughs) She was professional the whole time. She was fantastic. (laughs) And <laughs> some of the comments. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> oh, that's so that's too bad. Yeah, uh, I don't want any voice actor to go through that. <laughs> yeah. So, kind kind of go off that same idea. I was going through the Instagram pages of all the Samsungs. Um, there's like Samsung USA, the Samsung, Samsung UK, or something like that. And I was checking like the most recent posts to see if there was any news. Is this thing real or not? And there's this one, and it's just a bunch of comments of people going, Bow wow, arf arf arf. What? <laughs> just parking what? noises. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't handle it. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> I'll share this I'll share the screenshot with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if she's gonna. I wonder if she's gonna try like Tay. You know, like she's in the hands of the internet for less than twenty four hours, and she became a racist. Oh, racist is the given, but she became a Nazi. <laughs> the internet corrupted her. Yeah, <laughs> really fast. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I remember this one meme I saw where like Thanos wanted to kill half the universe, but then Ultron wanted to kill like all the all of humanity after being on the internet for like less than twenty four hours. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like use on the internet to decide all of it need to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Let's see. That's probably how the AI can kill us all. Yeah. The internet is like the collective best and worst of humanity. <laughs> yeah. Mako, uh, can you see the the screenshot? Yeah. <laughs> Where would, is would, she? Bark, bark, woof, woof, woof. <laughs> yeah, would you like to read read the comments? Yeah. It's uh, Amazon Mobile USA. Improve your gift with this quick tip for dropping gifts into text chats. And the responses are, hmm, where's Sam at, though? Where is the assistant? Woof, woof, bark. Uh, Oni emojis, Shiba new emojis. We just want the assistant, not tips. Where are my girl Sam? Where is she? Bark, bark, woof, woof, oh, bark. <laughs> I guess. Did you take the screenshot, Mako? Or not Mako, Hammerhead? Yeah, yeah, I did myself. I, I took it <laughs> and I, I shared it around. It was really fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, if, any, if any of my followers are listening, uh, they they they've seen all the memes I've shared in my story uh, about what's happening, and uh, hopefully no one thinks I'm obsessed. I'm just kind of I just kind of go with the <laughs> the moment. It's really funny. I'm not obsessed. <laughs> I just want you all to be aware <laughs> of what's going on. Yep. <laughs> uh, my goodness. Uh, this is why we have the internet. Oh yeah. <laughs> When I first saw pictures of Sam, I thought like she was a new Overwatch character or something. <laughs> <laughs> what to God, that was the case. <laughs> so I can believe that actually. <laughs> oh, Hammerhead, you should make a meme out of this. I think it might blow up. Like just copy paste her into an Overwatch poster. Oh gosh, I don't know if I have that editing. I might be able to. I'll I'll, I'll see. <laughs> Maybe commission someone on Fiverr or something. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> Come up, pay pay someone to do the voice lines. <laughs> oh, oh, that would actually be really crazy. Yeah, I mean, too bad VR chat's not as popular as it was before. Uh, because she probably already be in it. Yeah. <laughs> Same with Lady Dimitrisk. Uh, we need to bring VR chat back. It was too much. It was way too much fun watching videos of it. It's so chaotic. Yeah, it was. It was just chaotic. <laughs> the freaking it was, Kermit it was like a good one. I know, right? Uh, I'm going the... Kermit suicide. <laughs> the people that organized a little teddy bear parade just say, hey guys, watch this, watch this. And they'd all come spilling out of the portal. With the music playing. Oh, uh, the cats. Oh, were they cats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were little cats. Yeah, that's right. Oh, man. Oh, and Uganda Knuckles. Yep. Uganda Knuckles blew up there. He's actually the mayor of my town in Metopia. Say <laughs> <laughs> <Wait>, what? <laughs> For real? Yeah. I found him in the list of me. I was, I was like, yeah, we gotta have you gone to Knuckles. <laughs> oh, uh, I wish I could change his dialogue. can't believe that was 2018. I know. 
Uh, we're so old now. 22 was a fun year. That was a really fun year. It was. It was great. All right. Well, that's everything that you guys wanted to add. I guess we're finished for this week's episode. All right. Thanks, you all, for joining. It was it was fun. Yeah. Joining us again. We'll uh, see you all again next week. And I think who's going to be hosting next week? Is it Hammer? Nope. Oh, it's Lemon. Oh, Lemon. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We were talking about that earlier. So uh, look forward to that. The Zesty Lemon returns. <laughs> the Zesty Lemon. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. That was the first thing in my head. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good. That was <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see you all then. Bye. Bye.